It's like uh, it's like share. It's like having share on the podcast. It's a lot like having share on the podcast. Wag one, my brethren. This be a 2017 remix. Play the music, TT, your cute little engine. We two star podcast, we are great. Spreading love, denouncing hate. Posh and white and southern too. With a really middle class crew. We check our privilege. All different things to say on internet's pretender waves. Steam ports, wanking claws, and bellends. Graham and his friends. Graham, he's a cheeky chum. Imagining things in football men's song. Campbell. Adam likes to have a moan about politics and Apple phones. Daniel likes erotic fanfic and looking at foreskin dick pics. Uncut. Christopher has bad internet. Fart balloon, brown oak. <laughs> We're two star podcast, we are great. Spreading love, denouncing hate. We don't do bants because we're not lads. Our comedy accents are very bad. All with different things to say on internet's pretender waves. Poo and farts and dick pic nudes. and his co-accused. We two-star podcast, we are great. Spreading love, denouncing hate. Our listenership is very few, but we love every one of you. Even poor man. One more thing I have to say, intended in a hopeful way. Cold brew hipster, please be my friend. I'm sorry I called you a bellend. Well done. Take it away. Um. Okay. Good afternoon, evening, or good night, listeners, and welcome to the Two Star Podcast. I am here with my colleagues, friends, and body doubles, Adam. Really? Yeah, well, it's first Who's doing the amazingly head. noisy typing? Uh, I'm going to assume that's Dan, For, given that I haven't moved my it's hands not, in several minutes. Okay. Genuinely, it's not me. Well, it's I'm not assuming me. that it's somebody's phone going bzz, bzz, bzz. It was my phone going uh, bzz, well, bzz, bzz, responding then. to Graham's text. Um... Anyway, yes. Um, <laughs> Some, other... Someone is typing really loudly. I'm really not. No, no Chris, genuinely nobody is. Okay, um, I can hear really loud typing noises. I think maybe Graham is <laughs> doing uh, Morse code. Well, he is typing out a bunch of tweets. He's raised so... his hand. Uh, what? No, Chris, he hasn't. There's no Graham's not here. He's he gone. is, I can see him. No, He's still attached to me. No, Graham, Graham disconnected like three it, it's minutes his ago. Ghost, Chris. He really hasn't. He's still attached to me. Anyway, um, as you may have detected, the other colleague I have with me today is Chris. Um, Graham is dead, or more accurately, he's in a hotel room with shit internet, which is basically the same he's, thing. He might as well um, be, to be honest. He is haunting yeah. me with really loud typing. But yes, yeah, so the podcast is going to be slightly haunted because he's still sort of connected to the voice thing and periodically um, tweeting. At, oh God, excuse me, sorry. Drinking whilst polling and having a cold is a terrible thing. Um, so yeah, um, welcome to the podcast. As you may have guessed, it's going fabulously. <laughs>
So, um, basically, none of us have any content, so this is going to be, you know, made up on the fly. Um, you make an assumption there. You don't ask anybody. Well, you've not put it in the document, which means it's not there. All right, fine. Adam, have you got any, got any content? No. Okay, Chris, have you got any content? I'm sure I do have. Well, yeah, I can hear you talking, Graham. I can only is, see you, Graham. This, this is. I can weirdly, hear you, Graham. Can this you is hear me? Weirdly reminiscent of the episode of Dungeons and Dickheads when Chris was a ghost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except far less charming. Um, I, I realised I was talking to him and he couldn't. I, um, so basically, this podcast is apparently going to consist of Graham and Chris tweeting each other and Adam or I reading out the tweets. Um, which obviously is stunning content-wise. So, um, I'm going to attempt to do some content. So, um, Adam, this is probably going to be of most interest to you. Apparently, Fallout are doing a thing. Um, have you come across this Fallout 76 hype uh, I content? have. I saw that Bethesda, for some reason that escapes me, had a 24-hour Twitch stream in which they showed a picture and a small vault boy bobblehead for yeah. like no reason and like 150,000 people just sat for hours watching nothing happen I mean I for one approve of games companies willing to openly troll their own customers oh I, I mean I said from the start I would have been much happier if they got to the end of the 24 hour stream and just then shut the stream off never mentioned it again and not yeah. announced anything mm. yeah but um, so yeah apparently there's going to be new um, Fallout game and it was going for a very short period of time to be an MMO until the entire Fallout community apparently shat themselves decided this was terrible and then suddenly no no it was going to be a co-op game um, well nobody actually knows because nobody's actually formally announced anything about it everybody's just been wildly speculating based on some leaks yeah that may or may not have any legitimacy so, as usual, the internet has lost its collective shit over something that has no way of being verified one way or the other, possibly for months. Yeah. But likely not, uh, probably E3, I would guess. Which yeah. is what? <laughs> like, two months? Yeah. Um, so, I... I don't know if I say this. I, I don't want to say I've fallen out of love with Fallout, but I played whichever Fallout has uh, Megaton, the town with the bomb in. Oh, that's three. That's like that was like that was like ten years ago, Dan. Yeah, I know, but it kind of put me off the whole experience. Um, and I've not really played Fallout Four, and I've heard obviously New Vegas is really, really good, and I I own it, but in the way of Steam libraries everywhere, I've never actually played it. Um, and I can't quite bring myself to find the enthusiasm. I, I wonder if I'm sort of doing myself out of something great again. Uh, New Vegas was. The, the problem with New Vegas was twofold. One, it was an Obsidian game, which meant it was janky as fuck, but had a really good story. Mm. And two, the setting was just dull, because it's Vegas. And yeah. Vegas is basically a desert anyway, with a city in the middle. Yeah. And that's it. So, at that point, everything around the city is just kind of fairly boring desert. There's not... Like, with, with the original Fallout... Uh, three, which was set in Washington. Yeah. Like, there's all kinds of stuff. There's a city. There's, you know, suburbs, and there's 
yeah. you know, industrial areas and there's high rise buildings and all the rest of it. New Vegas, I just found the setting really boring. Yeah. Uh, good, good, whoever that was, knocking things over. That's no, that was me putting my bottle in the recycling. It'll, we'll take that and post. It's fine. So you I, might. um, I've, I've, I've been communicating with the spirit world, but yeah. I do have an opinion on Fallout. Excellent. In that somebody bought me Fallout Four a long, long time ago, and uh, this weekend I tried to start playing it again. And my experience is that um, I walk a little way, I speak to some arseholes, yeah. and then something kills me, and then, and then I just, I just repeat that. I found I the mean, setting. I I put it onto very easy, and yet um, I just wander around. Hmm. Uh, I just wander around. People, people are dickheads. Everything's horrible. It's trying to kill you. So it's basically um, like your normal life. Well, I don't think things try and kill me quite so actively. But also that is basically life. Fallout. Like yeah. It's a post-apocalyptic hellscape where everyone's trying to kill you. Yeah, but it just it, it's, it's too easy for for them to kill me. Even I playing on very easy. Even playing on very easy. Mm. To be fair, it, like especially early on it kind of is. If you wander into the wrong area and just get instantly murdered by something... Yeah, I, it's n- now my save thing um, emerges me, and I'm in this radioactive water mm. in some kind of power station. And so, then the only way to get out of the power station is to go into this car park, and these 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 weird bastards launch themselves out of the ground. And there's like two or three of them, and they just kill me. Mm. So um... that's my opinion. It's too hard. It's too difficult. Fair enough. So basically, our, our summary of the Fallout thing is none of us are like mad keen on Fallout anymore, and it's probably going to be mangled by. I the played internet. a lot of Fallout Four, but it it was fine, but it wasn't as good as previous Fallout games. And to be fair, I've never liked Fallout as much as the Elder Scrolls, which I just think is a much better series that Bethesda do, um, even if the combat's worse. Yeah, but, I played an Elder Scrolls game, but I kind of had I had no idea what it was. I think I got it free with something. And I just wandered around and had no idea what to do. And then I mean that, that's that's the, the like that is the basically the point. So every Elder Scrolls game starts in the same way. Yeah. You are someone with no background, usually a prisoner. Yeah. Um, and so you can kind of foist whatever personality you want onto the character because they're essentially an anonymous nobody and you go through a little introductory thing where you get released from prison or escape from prison by some means Um, there's usually like a short semi-tutorial bit where you have to escape from some kind of horrible thing either people trying to murder you or a dragon or whatever and then you emerge from the kind of on rail section into the world. Usually, you know, like uh, in Oblivion, you kind of come out of sewers. In Skyrim, you come out of a cliff cave in a cliffside. Yeah. And then you have you get given a quest of like go to the nearest village and talk to Steve and say that you helped save me and he'll give you uh, some stuff and it'll be great. And what you do is you turn in the opposite direction to the quest marker 
and you just fuck off. <laughs> and you just randomly discover stuff. And then after about 40 or 50 hours, you go and actually do the main quest because it's always disappointing compared to the other content in the game. Like, the, the joy of those games is just wandering around finding all of these random things in the world because they do such a good job of designing the world. You just, you know, you wander across a shack and, like, there's just, like, a corpse in it and a load of stuff and you're working, you're looting your way through it and, like, a fucking bear turns up and tries to murder you. Um, You know, it's just... It's emergent in that way that is really fun and... The, sto- the main story is always kind of underwhelming, but it doesn't really matter because that's not what you're there for. Because if you just run through the main story, you'll be done in like four hours and that'll be it. And you're like, well, that was yeah. a waste of time. Instead, you wander off and you become an assassin and head of the Thieves Guild and also like head of the Wizards Council and you know head of the Fighters Guild. And nobody seems to question how exactly you're holding all of these roles simultaneously. Mm. Um, but it's, you know you just kind of you know brush over that it's fine um, and then you go and it do the main quest and it turns out you're somehow some kind of chosen one and you save the world but you know that's kind of by the by um, it's much more about just dicking around and you know doing whatever you want yeah I I guess I like the principle of open world games more than the actual practice I don't just... like most open world games where there's no I don't like games where there's Either no nothing to do, like GTA, you either mm. do the story or you just dick around. Yeah. Or where there's they they're trying to guide you too much and just a lot of the open world feels wasted. Stuff like the Assassin's Creed games where it's like, okay, you've got this huge open world to play in, but like the missions take you on this very specific path and there's not yeah. really Whereas like the Elder Scrolls is you just there's loads of, there's this huge amounts of content in side stories. It's a bit like The Witcher. You just you know you wander into a town, and you have a chat with some people, and this guy's lost his dog, and you want to go find it, and you go out there and you find dog, and the dog's been murdered by a lion, and then the lion tries to kill you, and then somehow you end up forming a pact with an eldritch god because you know these sort of things happen, mm. and like it just kind of snowballs from there, and before you know it, as I said, you've completely ignored the main quest, and you're like forty hours in. Yeah, fair enough. Sounds cool. I uh, found a dog today. Had it been murdered by a lion? It had not been murdered by a lion. What's the point? It was very, uh, it was very good fun. I said you found a dog. uh, I was driving to work and it was it was by itself, so I had to uh, I had to use a shoelace as a makeshift lead and um, return it home. Okay. It was good. Mm. It was a very uh, deceitful dog, though, because it told me very confidently that it lived in houses. And then I knocked on the door, and they said, "We have never seen that dog before." But it wasn't just—it didn't just walk up. It was barking and crying at the door, like "Let me in." Mm. And then, well, when he... I mean, did it ever occur to you that perhaps those people had abandoned the dog? No, because I—I uh, I then took it to my car. And found my phone and phoned up the number on the collar, and they said where he lived. Why didn't and you that first? Because uh, he was right outside a house, and he was he was clearly telling me this is where I live. Yeah, but to be fair, dogs are very stupid. They, well, this dog was not stupid. This dog was just a liar. Ah, it's deceitful. Deceitful, yeah. It knew what it was doing. 
Hmm, I think it. On. I think it thought it would rather live in this really big house. Well, that's fair enough, live. really. I mean, it's worth a punt just on the off chance. Hmm. Hmm. Cool. So, that was an interesting digression onto deceitful dogs. Um, so, there is another thing I want to talk about, but I'd be really sad to talk about it without Graham here. What is it? Well, it's about R. Kelly, and we know how much Graham loves R. Kelly. Didn't we discuss R. Kelly last week? I mean, I don't remember it. Is this additional news to the R. Kelly is no longer available on promoted playlists on Spotify? Well, he is again. Can you please just, like, I don't know, throw your mouse out the window and get a new one? Well, I would, but I don't want to. Um, or just not rhythmically click it while you're talking. Yes. Um, yeah, so basically Spotify have decided they are not, in fact, the moral police and have put him back in all the playlists. Well, like I said last time, where you know, if you start doing it, where do you draw the line as to what is acceptable for a musician to have potentially done? Bear yeah. in mind, like for all of the things that he has almost certainly done, he's not actually been convicted of anything. So mm. it's even worse than going like, "Well, you've been done as a child molester, so we're not going to have your music promoted on our platform." It's basically we reckon you probably done it, so mm. we're not going to have your music on our platform. But it's okay if you're, you know. Uh, domestic abuser or a you know, drug addict or you've been done for fraud or whatever it happens to be that you know so many musicians have, have yeah. done. Okay, I, I think there's you've actually you've actually argued me around, now I think something different. Okay. I did I did agree with you, Adam, that they shouldn't they shouldn't uh try and take a moral decision on this. And it was odd that they took a moral decision on this rather than something else. But then, um, but then now, you're you're arguing well, all of these bad things are equivalent, and they're not equivalent. No, are they? I'm not arguing them at all. I, I, so, I never said they're equivalent. I said, at which point do you draw the line and say it's okay to do this, but if you go past this point, then suddenly it's naughty, and we're not going to have hmm. you promoted on our platform. Well, I think it's. Uh, I think perhaps it's acceptable for a company to draw that line. It's oh, then sure. about them being consistent. But A, how do you draw equivalence between different crimes? And B, it's the kind of thing that's going to get you into all kinds of trouble because you'll say, well, we're going to ban this artist because of X, Y, and Z. They go, ah, well, but you allow this artist that does this, and then it's like, mm. oh, shit, we better ban them then. It's like, yeah. oh, but what about these guys? Because they did this, and that's close enough to that... And you just kind of go down this slippery slope, and like it's really dumb as a company to put yourself in that position It'll when, it's, like when the, there's uh, not like an objective measurement of naughtiness. You know, anyone that's been convicted of a felony, then at least there's some kind of objective measurement of when they've been too naughty to be publicised by you. Yeah, I think there needs to be some kind of some kind of formula done based on the goodness of their music. <laughs> I think if you've done, so, so, I think if you've done a crime, but your music is really, really good, then I think that you deserve more leeway than so if you've done a Jackson crime and you're. Sort of yeah. 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 I think. Uh, what, what do you think about that, Adam? I mean, a bit like can... footballers. So, so there are some footballers that that do do some nasty, nasty tackles. Or they say some nasty things, or um, they're just 
dicks, but then they're really, really good at football. You go, okay, well, we'll we'll let them off. Well, no, I don't. Like, I don't think you should do that. Well, like, I, don't think, do. I don't think I don't think they should have gone. Well, I mean, Luis Suarez, he does eat people, <laughs> but he's also good at kicking a football, so it's all right. But then his, but then his defence is that that guy attacked my mouth with his shoulder. <laughs> I was I mean, running along, and the guy. Fair play, you've got to have balls <laughs> to make that kind of argument. Um, he was like, ah, that guy hurt my teeth. That guy attacked my face. <laughs> yeah, as as defenses go, possibly not the greatest of all time. But mm. yeah, like I don't think you should excuse shitty behaviour just because somebody's good at something. No. But the problem is, I like lots of music by shitty, shitty people. So... Oh, so do I. And you, you know, a lot of people say, "Oh, well, you 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 can't separate the music from the art from the artist. If they're a terrible person, you shouldn't support their stuff." Mm. Um, oh, I think there's a difference between enjoying enjoying some music someone's made and supporting them, isn't there? Well, that's the thing. Where again, where do you draw the line? Because you could argue if you if you buy like their album, then mm. you've supported them financially, even if it's like only pennies. We should only therefore... you should you should pirate their music then. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's 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 my verdict. You should pirate their music. And then that's okay. Cool. Well, I'm glad that we've we've sorted out this thorny moral issue. Indeed. Mm. Um, the only problem with sorting out that thorny moral issue is that's the last of our content. Uh, so has anyone managed to come up with anything in the last half hour? Yeah, I got loads of stuff. I just don't write it down anymore. Oh, fair enough. Come on, Chris, bring it it's on. It's just more. Uh, it's more natural, isn't it? That's what we got to aim for. Um, mm. I. Uh, I'm now tailoring my content to listeners, and so I want to talk about riding my bike, riding my bike to work. It's great fun. Do started you doing do it. it. Yeah, I do. started doing it. Yeah. But you were in your car this morning. I was this morning. I can't go every day. Why not? But because uh, sometimes I need my car to travel somewhere. Well, sometimes mm. I'm too late. That's that's just obviously a lack of dedication to the cycling cause. I mean, imagine if you took the same approach to your veganism. It's like, well, I'm a vegan, but I had bacon today because I was really hungry. I think it's extra effort to eat meat. Is it? Yeah, I'd have to find the meat. I'd have to find the meat. I'd have to shovel it in. I'd have to chew it up. I mean, oh, the, all the, the, the chewing! Second, I mean, all, all three of, the, of those. All, all of three of those sets apply chewing. to non-meat as well. No, not not the not the firm texture. How about um, cheese? Cheese. Uh, well, the cheese I'm eating now is uh, called cheese, and it's uh, a. <laughs> is it's it a made from ladies? Cheese. It's a soft. Yeah, it's cheese. made from ladies. Yeah, no. it's a soft cheese, so very little resistance. But anyway. I'm not, sure, why... I'm not sure what the argument was there. That was surely then. There's there's no effort involved in eating that mm. in eating cheese. Like yeah, but no, that, like because that's because that's vegan cheese. So that's less effort than real cheese. What about like dairy Lee or like a baked camembert? I don't know why people are so obsessed with my veganism. You you can't resist bringing it up in every podcast. Well, I, I, I wasn't. I mean, to be fair, it. I never normally mention it. I just brought it up purely because of your. Uh, Poor dedication to your cycling cause. Yeah. I um. I there are reasons why I can't cycle on particular days. 
Is it because you're terrible? Uh, no, it's because I don't have time to sort it out. Um, mm. It was lucky I hadn't cycled today because I wouldn't have been able to rescue the dog. Mm. You could have walked it home. Uh, not with the bike, I don't think. And I couldn't have left my bike whilst I went to you can rescue bike. the dog. I've seen people biking with dogs running behind them. Not not a dog that is someone else's that you don't know. Especially not if you've just like used your shoelaces to form a makeshift leash because your shoes yeah. will fall off. Yeah. yeah, I suppose. But anyway, I have been intermittently riding my bike to work and mm-hmm. it is incredibly good fun and very middle class. Yes. Very Tory. Yeah. And I know that poor people without cars will... Uh, cycle to work because they have no other choice. This is this is different. What marks it out is that um, you're smug it is, about it. It is spiffingly good fun. Mm. Yeah. So what's worse than the fact that you know you you could do a sort of high capitalism act of thing? You're you're basically taking the piss out of the involuntary culture of working class people by doing it badly and having fun doing so. I think I do it quite well. I, I can get well, to we work. We don't do it every pretty, day. I don't like, do it every day. You out if um, if you don't want to, or you. But sometimes I sometimes I have to go to a meeting a long distance away. Yeah, but if if someone who didn't have a car had to do that, they just have to cycle to the meeting or cycle extra fast to be on time. Well, they you couldn't. Around with your, well, I could use a bike or I could just use my car. They couldn't be employed in my job because it's within the terms of my contract that I have suitable vehicle to mm. get to and from So places. once again, you're dis- denying employment to people less privileged than yourselves. Well, yourself. I, I'm not. I'm not. My employer is. I mean, I think really? if you were really fast at riding a bike, they might allow it. Mm. Still not seeing a lot of class consciousness from you. you <sighs> well, I don't care, because it's fun riding my bike. That's the right answer. Congratulations. Welcome to the Tory party. The best thing about riding my bike is that I uh, all traffic laws are entirely optional to me. Oh, you're one of those. It's Why great. I'm not surprised. Yes, he's part of the problem. I'm part of the problem, and it's he great. Is. I'll ride a bit on the pavement, and then I'll launch myself off. Uh, I, I will say, in your defence, being part of the problem is a great deal of fun. It is, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's it's just great. I've bought a little rack so that I can uh, I can put things on it. I went on little missions at the weekend. It was great. Do you have a bell? I don't. I need a bell because lots yeah. of people get in my way. And is your rack like one of those wicker basket things that goes at the front? No, it goes oh, it goes on the back. Chris. I Chris. I sought advice, and the the ones on the front mean very bad handling if you have the weight there. Well, yeah, but that's not the point. Yeah. The point is, you want to look as Tory as possible, and I reckon you could really pull off the absent-minded professor look. Yeah, I probably could. Particularly with your three-piece suit or whatever it is that you got from the yeah. Well, well, Guess anyway, I on the elbows. Be sorted. I've been riding my bike, and it is brilliant fun, and uh, I'd highly recommend it. Have any car drivers thrown at you and called you naughty? Throwing things at you or called you naughty words. Uh, some somebody did a lot of beeping, but I don't know if they were beeping at me 
or if they were behind the car behind me and they were beeping at the car behind because they couldn't understand why they weren't overtaking. Mm, I think they were beeping at you. Well, don't care. No, fair enough. Well, congratulations on your new annoying hobby. Yeah. Yeah, I think hobbies are more fun if they irritate other people. Yeah, totally. One of the things that really irritates me is people walking in flip-flops, the really irritating sound that the flippy flops make. Yet, when... Yeah, when I'm wearing flip-flops, there's a certain amount of joy in creating that noise. Uh, I I I had to down as a sandals person, I have to admit. Yeah, I got sandals too. Okay. I've got many footwears. My suspicions are confirmed. Yeah. So, more content, more annoying hobbies, more habits you wish to discuss? Oh, um, Christian from Scotland. Uh, um, I was going to do a thing for him, but I've uh, I've forgotten. So, sorry. Thrilling. Okay, cool. Um, well, I don't feel like there's any need to drag this out unnecessarily. Like, cool. let's let's go for uh, quality over quantity, or at the very least, let's just not go for quantity. Yeah, hang on, hang one. on, Dan. Hang on, Dan. Didn't you have a question for me? Did I? Yeah. It was not not in any don't, way don't, was it don't planned we, content. Don't, don't, don't try and remind him. We need to see if he's actually been paying attention to his own words. You know that I haven't. There no. was a thing that you asked. And I said, why don't you ask me to do it once we're recording? Oh, yeah. Um, thank you, Chris. Um, could you say ruffian in the Brummy accent, please? I could say ruffian in the Brummy accent, yes. As Will we you? know, I'm a very good uh, a very good mimic. I'm, yeah, I'm... I'm, uh, just, I'm just getting myself ready. I'm pinching my nose. Take as we time. know that I go for the noddy holder accent, don't I? <laughs> That's not really Brummy, but... Oh, it is. Isn't he from Kidderminster? Uh, you told us he was from uh, Wolverhampton the other day. It's from somewhere around there. He's black, country, he's black country, not Birmingham. Uh, well, give us your best shot, Chris. Okay, shall we all have a go? Um, I've got a no, because I refuse to support your racist stereotyping <laughs> of the West Midlands. I'll give it a try, but only because I've got a blocked nose, so it'll be like even more terrible than you might imagine. Well, that's an, that's an advantage. I'm having to pinch my nose to do this. Yeah, okay. I'm going to make some Birmingham-like noises oh, no, hang on. before I, I do, do my attempt. Mm. Oh, Jesus Christ, Dan. <laughs> well, you can't even all... do offensive accents properly. It's all the north. All right, Dan. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm you've distracted me. What's What's your attempt? <laughs> um, <laughs> if it's Scottish. No, Jesus, that was awful. But you know, it'll do. I missed it. Do it again. <coughs> Rufian? <laughs> I, I, I have no idea where that was sourced from. I, I mean, mean, I'll say I this. I honestly don't either. I was literally trying... All that popped into my head was that ancient, ancient fast show of we are considerably richer than Yao, and that was... But that's was not trying. a fast show, so... Yeah, oh, is it? What was it, then? It sounds fast show. No, it was Harry Enfield and Friends. Oh. Oh, was it? Okay. Okay, well, yeah, whatever. Yeah... I watched the Far Show a few weeks ago, and it was 
better than I thought it would be. That and surprises me. I would have thought it would have aged poorly, but uh... it hasn't. And I think one of the reasons that it hasn't aged poorly is because almost all of the shows that came after it and tried to copy it did such a bad job of it that it hmm. makes you appreciate that the far show managed to take something that was essentially doing the same gag over and over again and yeah. not generally make it kind of really tedious. Whereas something like Little Britain came along and tried yeah. to do exactly the same thing, and it's like it wasn't that funny a joke the first time and by the time it was like the 15th time it had lost any semblance of humour that was there in the first place I think actually you have a good point because it, I think it's much easier to like the fast show in retrospect because it is like the same six jokes over and over and over again so if you just watch a compilation of like the best fast show gags you've seen the entire however many series of the fast show but it, it was it was quite interesting because it was one of the first shows to do all of it being recurring gags. Like before that, sketch shows, yes, they usually had some returning mm. characters, but most of the, the gags were like new gags every time. Yeah. And then everyone realised, what, we can just do the same joke every time? Wow, this is so much easier. Yeah. And then it turns out actually it's not as easy as it looks. Mm. So, yes, Chris, you've yeah. just us for too long. So yeah, I, I thought the Far Show stood up well. I also saw Harry Enfield and Chums, and that has not <laughs> fared well. Uh, is that just like tone content? Tone. It was. It was quite crude. I think that's the difference. I think the Far Show was. It was very family uh, orientated. Yeah, I think the Far Show. It just. It it didn't it didn't go for really crass stuff. No. So there was a, a Kevin and Perry thing, and they had erections, and you kind of think, oh, that's yeah. I think part of that is a function of like how old we were at the time that it came out the first time. Yeah. Yeah, but I I imagine them to have both deteriorated at, an, a, at a similar rate. Mm, I guess. Because I think the Far Show was probably aimed at a slightly older audience, or was accessible to an older audience. Yeah, yeah, I think it's definitely held up better. Yeah. Gonna have to go watch some fast show clips after this. Anyway, are you ready? Uh-huh. Ruffian You see, I that was, was gonna go see, that... that was that was really verging on Scouse. Yeah, that that's what I was saying, because that's why I kind of envisaged in my head and I thought, no, that's Scouse. Hey, hey, no. Exactly. No. Right. Yeah, you, so, you, you see, the problem was, Chris, you left it too long and you just you just drifted north. Right, so it's a shorter ending. Ruffian? Yeah, that's that's more... In... But it's still... No, that's Scouse again. Yeah. No, that's... Hey! Hey! That's... No, in... no, no, that's... In... Yeah, that's... Yeah, you see... You're just incorrigibly Scouse, Chris. Yeah, maybe... Much like Dan's, you know, secret Indian heritage. Mm. Do I do I default to Indian or Welsh? I forget. I mean, it varies from day yeah, to day. Fair enough, fair enough. I'm sure there there are Indians in in Wales. Perfectly nice place to immigrate to. So um, yeah. I miss Graham. Yeah, that's not very not that much, much. but um, but slightly. He might have had some content. Anyway. Um, in the interests of not shitting the place up for too long, I now draw this session of the podcast to a close. My co-stars have been Adam. Um, who's been minuting this, by the way? 
the internet. And Chris. Bye. Bye, Chris. Bye, Adam. Night, everyone. <laughs>